Hey y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Southern Gal Reads. My name is Wheezy, and today I'll be talking about what I read in November and what I plan to read in December. If you hear any background noise of running water, um, we are currently sending November out with a flood. So that's what that is, and I hope it's not too distracting, but I really wanted to get this episode out uh, before December 1st. November was a surprisingly good reading month for me. I ended up reading 12 books, which added up to 2,681 pages, with an average 4.1 star rating. November is Native American Heritage Month, so I focused mainly on Native and Indigenous authors. Um, Only two of the 12 books I read were authored by non-Indigenous people. I just want to add that most of these books were sent to me by publishers and I'll mention them as I go and while I'm so appreciative to the publishers for sending me these books, um, this in no way shapes or influences my reviews or ratings. The first book I read was the 500 Years of Resistance comic book by Gord Hill. This was a really powerful and historically accurate comic that depicts indigenous people's resistance to European colonization. Um, It focuses on the colonization of the Americas. While there is obviously more on that topic than could ever be covered in an 80-page comic book, I feel like it did a really good job of giving a complete, if very brief, overview And it's definitely a good springboard if you're uneducated about the colonization and genocide that has happened and is still happening to the America's indigenous peoples. I gave this five stars. The next book I read was Gustavo the Shy Ghost by Flavia Z. Drago. This is a children's book that was sent to me by Candlewick Press. I don't rate children's books because they're clearly not written with me in mind, (laughs) but this one was very cute and I was happy to pass it along to my godchild who also enjoyed it. The next book I read was Nook Ming, The Cure for White Ladies by Leanne Batasmasak Simpson. This book is written in a decolonized narrative and prose, which has... (laughs) really upset white reviewers if you look at Goodreads. Um, If you are a non-indigenous reader, I would definitely go into this one with the understanding that it is not written for you. Um, It can and should be enjoyed, but this is clearly a heart song to the land and to Simpsons people. Um, This one was sent to me by the University of Minnesota Press for review and I gave this four stars. This next book was sent to me by Levine Carrito and it is Apple Skin to the Core by Eric Gansworth. All of Eric Gansworth's books strike hard but this one hit a particularly sore spot um, in its talking about the legacy of government boarding schools which are more commonly known as residential schools. 
My own family has very painful stories about children being sent to these so-called schools and never coming home. And I think Gansworth did a great job relaying how those experiences shape us through intergenerational trauma. I gave this one four stars. I also received a book from Bedside Press called Love After the End, which was edited by Joshua Whiteside. This is a sequel to Love Beyond Body, Space, and Time, um, which I loved last year when I read it. Love After the End features short stories by indigenous authors with two-spirit and queer heroes in utopian and dystopian settings. I'm usually not a big fan of anthologies, but Darcy Little Badger wrote a story for this one, and I loved her debut novel, um, Alatsoe. So I knew I had to read this one, and I ended up really enjoying all of the stories and gave it four stars. My next read was Earthkeeper, Reflections on the American Land by N. Scott Momday, and this was sent to me by Harper. Um, this is a book of poetry and prose that serves as an homage to the land we live on and a warning to those who do not respect and care for her. My favorite line from this book is, We humans must revere the earth, for it is our well-being. I gave Earthkeeper five stars. Future Home of the Living God by Louise Erdrich was my next read. This story follows Cedar, an Ojibwe woman who was adopted by white liberals. The story starts with her going to meet her biological mother as the world is sliding into chaos. Pregnant women are being rounded up and imprisoned because the world is suddenly de-evolving into our most primitive selves. And Cedar is four months pregnant. I enjoyed this story a lot. I've always enjoyed all of Louisa's stories, but I feel like I had a really hard time connecting with Cedar because she was just almost unbearable at times. I did give this one a three-star rating, although it's more like a three-and-a-half star, but, you know, Goodreads refuses to give us half-star ratings, so three stars will have to do. Mapping the Interior by Stephen Graham Jones was my next read, and I've read four of his books this year, and all of them have been amazing, and this one was no exception. Mapping the Interior is part ghost story, part coming of age, part psychological horror, and Jones does it so well that I gave this book five stars. I also read Black Sun by Rebecca Black, and this was sent to me by Saga Press. I'm going to be honest when I say that it took me almost five weeks to finish this book. I enjoyed it well enough, but I am a character over plot reader, and Roanhorse does so much world building in this book that it almost took me out of the story, and that's not the book's fault. Um, I really did love all the characters, so I can't wait to see what happens in the sequel, and I gave Black Sun four stars. I also read Firekeeper's Daughter by Angeline Boulay. This was sent to me by Henry Holt. This story is about a biracial, unenrolled tribal member who witnesses a shocking murder 
and reluctantly becomes an informant while pursuing her own investigation. If this sounds right up your alley, Firekeeper's Daughter will be available on March 2nd, 2021. The Spooky Bitches Book Club's November pick was Mongrels by Stephen Graham Jones. This follows an unnamed male character as he grows up moving around the South with his twin aunt and uncle. Our protagonist is trying to figure out where he belongs in the world and within his pack as he increasingly worries that he's not a werewolf. I loved this one. I loved the characters and I loved how Jones portrayed this little broken family. So I gave it five stars. The last book I read in November was Harrow Lake by Kat Ellis. This story follows Lola after her famous director father is brutally attacked in their apartment and she is sent to stay with her estranged grandmother in Harrow Lake, the town where her missing mother grew up and the set of her father's most famous horror movie. The whole book is just creepy and it gets worse as Lola uncovers family and town secrets. I listened to the audiobook version of this, and the narrator did a really terrific job of showing Lola's increasing anxiety. I gave Harrow Lake four stars. And that's everything I read in November. I have a fairly small TBR for December. I am only six books away from hitting my Goodreads goal of 100 books for the year, and I am so happy to have achieved that despite what a cluster this year has been. The Spooky Bitches Book Club will be reading The Descent by Jeff Long. Our theme this month is caves, so if you're into that sort of thing, please join us. I'll put our socials in the description box below if you want to follow and keep up with what we're reading every month. I've also picked out some cutesy holiday romances <laughs> because I could just use some lightheartedness. I picked up The Nine Lives of Christmas by Sheila Roberts, The Christmas Secrets by Donna Van Leer, and An Unforgettable Christmas by Jenny Bard. I'll probably also end up rereading My True Love Gave to Me, which is a holiday anthology. Midnights by Rainbow Rowell is in this anthology, and it is probably my favorite holiday story ever. Last but not least, I will be finally listening to Call Down the Hawk by Maggie Stavotter in preparation of the sequel, which is unfortunately named Mr. Impossible. I am still not over that god-awful title or that god-awful cover, but we'll see how it goes. And that's it for this episode. Thank y'all so much for listening, and I hope y'all will come back real soon for another episode of Southern Gal Reads. <laughs>